Hi neighbors, my name is Brianna Snellgrove. Welcome to the Empathy Evolution. Co-host Becca McKeithen and I will converse with alternating guests and hosts from all walks of life to discuss important topics that apply to you, possibly a neighbor or a friend. As you tune in, we hope that you gain knowledge and possibly a new perspective. Our mission is to be advocates of empathy through active listening with openness and understanding, and we hope that you'll join us on our journey to a solution, the empathy evolution. Want to watch instead? Visit our YouTube channel to see what all the banter is about. You've taken the first step. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back to Empathy Evolution. Thank you for joining us today. Today we have on the show co-host Becca McKeithen and our standing co-host Nan Evans-Foster with The Cutting Board. And we have a special guest today, Brian Ballard with Sportsman Giving Back. And so we were just talking a little bit before the show um, and I was telling Nan and Becca that I really didn't get a chance to research a ton on Sportsman Giving Back. And he started to tell me some of the story. I said, everybody stop. Let's just go ahead and start pressing record because... Apparently talking is something he's very good at. And he started to tell his story and I <laughs> was getting all invested. And I was like, wait, 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 we need to put this on. We need to record everything. So welcome, Brian, to Thank the show. You. I appreciate y'all having me. <laughs> if it makes it, all of our listeners feel better, Bree doesn't have much experience with sports when giving back, but the other people in the room are heavily invested. So it's Which all great. good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have empathy for me. That's what the show's about. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You, it's okay. I'm right. <laughs> so I was starting to learn a little bit more about you and your story. So tell us the backstory about Sportsman Giving Back because it's it's truly amazing. So I guess that's the important part of what Sportsman Giving Back is, is the backstory is when I was uh, 15 years old, my dad, for lack of better words, dropped dead in the yard um, mm. of a heart attack. And my mom was left with three young teenage kids. Mm. So we moved to Florida. My grandparents were here, but um, my mom has multiple sclerosis. So she was sketchy on being able to work a lot. So um, we grew up pretty low income mm-hmm. and a bunch of guys, I mean, we, you know, we didn't know anybody. We just had guys come into my life and kind of help mentor me through young adulthood. And I always remember that it was pretty powerful to have, yeah, to have guys take me or my brother, my sister, um, in and their families help us. Um, I remember help buying cars and I remember things like that where they, they didn't have to do those things, but they did. And it yeah. was a blessing to our family. And, and you fast forward many years, I got married, and my wife and I had our first child, and she was born with a rare genetic syndrome. She was uh, When she was born, she wouldn't eat. Mm. And uh, for about a week, it was pretty touch and go, and they, they finally surgically implanted a feeding tube in her and finally told us, you know, this is some kind of rare genetic thing that'll probably take years to figure out exactly what's wrong with her, but here she is. And you said rare genetic, so, so much so that they don't have a diagnosis So for we it. actually saw a geneticist in Mobile, Alabama, which was probably the smartest man I've ever met. And he mm-hmm. had a library of books in his office. And I mean a library, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of books. And when he mm-hmm. first looked at my daughter, he went and he kind of scanned those books. And he pulled one out and he flipped it to the exact page. And there was a picture of a child that looked just like my daughter. That's so crazy. It was eerie. It gave me goosebumps thinking about it. He said, this is what I think she has. But he mm. said, there's no diagnosis. It's a clinical diagnosis where a panel of doctors will come together and try to decide. Mm. Well, they did all the blood work and everything, and they never really decided that's what's, what she had. But she, he said, this is what we're leaning towards. It's called Noonan syndrome. And as she grew older, she grew out of those characteristics, and they actually developed a test for it, a blood test. So when she was a little older, they said, no, that's not what she has. And it was just genetic testing is so difficult. It's a lot of blood right. and things like that. So a, a child like her who was already going through all of that, we just said, you know what? We just play, with it. 
genetics isn't changing. We're, this That's is what right. we got. We're going to yeah. let it be. But the diagnosis over the wasn't years, going to change. No, no, the diagnosis didn't change would, anything. Yeah. So we over the years we've kind of picked it up and put it down. But um, it's just so rare, and there's so many of them like that. I mean, even Noonan's at the time we went, which should be 20 this year, so 19 years ago. Um, there was only like 70 kids in the world that were diagnosed with Noonan's. Wow. 70. So it's rare like that. But So that introduced me to a whole new section of people in the world. Um, Santa Rosa County and Sacred Heart Hospital have a, have a program where they start special needs kids in school early, public school. It, it kind of avoids daycare and, and things mm-hmm. like that. There are huge expenses for, for parents like us. So um, – when we went into that that situation, that classroom, I, I remember the very first time I went into that classroom, um, I was just emotionally overwhelmed at those kids. You know, I, I thought, my daughter doesn't belong here. She's not like this. And they, and my wife and the teacher were like, oh, yeah, yeah, this is her. This is what, you know, this is the hand you've been dealt. Mm. And uh, it, it turned out to be such a huge blessing. We got her in there, but I found out about the life of special needs families and how they struggle with marriage, uh, divorce rates over 90%. Um, on, on over 95% now, um, the death rate in them children is mostly in their early teens, that kind of thing. So it's 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 pretty difficult life that these kids and families lead. Well, I still had no idea anything about charity work or anything like that. I mean, I had just gotten a really good job in the community, and I was kind of building my financial situation up a little bit. So I was kind of proud of myself on that kind of thing. But one of the first things that kind of got dropped in my lap is they were going to take up um, horseback riding for these kids, therapeutic horseback riding at a place called Leaning Post Ranch in Molina, Florida. Well, we had to have a special saddle. Nobody could afford that saddle. So me and a bunch of coworkers just pulled up some money and we bought the saddle. And that was kind of our first, my first taste of charity work. Fundraising. Yeah. Fundraising. And that That's was awesome. it. A, and and, there and was how a couple, good did it feel? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, it was really cool. And I mean, to go out and see them putting the kids on the saddle that you helped buy and seeing the the joy that it brought those kids that I mean, again, none of them had ever seen a horse, much less been on one. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of got the ball rolling. And as I got, she got older, and and we grew in those. We did we did several things like that. But once she got a little older, and I was a little more financially s- situated, I decided I wanted to do something like that. I wanted to be in charity work. So um, my first kind of thought was I wanted to be part of Wounded Warriors and do hunting and fishing trips. My dad mm-hmm. was retired military, so I had been li- lived on Navy bases my whole life. So. That was kind of the thing I thought my my little niche was. But every door I tried to go through and that closed. I mean, it was just like, I'm not supposed to be in charity work because nothing is going to, nothing is working out. And I was actually bumping around on the internet one day on a fishing (laughs) forum back in the day before Facebook and Instagram, you know, you had forums. So there was a guy advertising, he was had a charity and he needed somebody to take somebody fishing. And I thought, well, this might be it. And so... I got him, got hooked up with him. He's a great guy, Michael Harris, out of Panama City. Um, runs a nonprofit called Seasons of Hope. Hmm. Um, I got hooked up with him. I actually did a couple of fishing trips for him, but not long. I mean, like a month after I met them, there was another guy here in town that helped him. We were actually on a fishing trip, and they said, "Hey, we want you to do a fundraiser banquet for us." And I just kind of chuckled. I said, "Yeah, <laughs> this is." I say this every banquet. I say this every time I talk to somebody. My exact response was, guys, I'm really just a dumb redneck from Pace, Florida. <laughs> I don't even know how to spell banquet. So how are we going to do this? You know what I mean? And they were like, B-A-N-K, no. quit. Yeah, <laughs> close. That's kind of where I was at. But I, I did. that's exactly what I told them. And I was, but they were like, you're a guy, you know. So we did. We did it. Um, 
We did it at a little church in Beulah. We had 150 people there and raised $6,000. And I thought that was the coolest thing I've ever done. I mean, we had a guy mm, yeah. um, come from Oklahoma to speak. He does a Christian outdoor television show. We emailed him. He jumped on it. Um, and I fell in love with that process and right then. And you got bit by the event bug. Right. I feel you on so, that. And the so charity cool. bug. I mean, I mean there's so many bugs. There was so yeah. much involved in it. So I did two for those guys. And then I was just, I didn't feel right at Seasons of Hope. I just didn't feel like that was my place in life. Um, we parted ways, and I just kind of decided I wasn't going to do anything, really. Mm. And, uh, and if you know when God kind of calls you into something, He doesn't let you do that. Yes. So it's a really cool, again, a really cool God story that He just kind of pushed me into sports and giving back. He, he gave me the name. Um, I kind of, when I kind of decided, okay, 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 God, I'm listening, God, I'm listening. I went and checked with a bunch of people that had kind of supported me with Seasons of Hope, and you know, I, I worried that when I just walked away, they would think, you know, maybe he's not built for this or something, right. you know. But to everybody I talked to, yeah, yeah, we're behind you 100%, whatever you got to do. So the last person was my wife, and I thought, well, this ought to be good. <laughs> I actually waited one day. My brother came through my house, and he, I was like, here's my chance. He can pull her off of me if she's killing me, you know what I'd say. <laughs> it's like, hey, you just stand right there a minute while I talk to her. <laughs> Try to save me if you can. And uh, both of them were like, no, that's great. That's great. That's, that's what we awesome. want to do. So that's how it was born. And, and when was that? What year was that? Yeah. I mean, this, okay. is our, this is my 10th year. So 10th year? I know eight, that's eight why I was so, yeah, so yeah. yeah. So I didn't do the math on that. 2010, um, 2011. Right in that time frame. So Sportsman Giving Back was born. Um, and it was to do the exact same thing kind of Seasons of Hope was doing, but through me. And that, and a little bit different. But we were going to do outdoor opportunities, hunting and fishing trips for, for wounded warriors and kids that were sick, you know, any kind of illnesses, things like that. That was kind of the cool part of what we were doing. But again, I fell in love with this, this idea of a banquet every year. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to raise money for me, so I thought, what, what a better way to just raise money and then pick out some cool charities in the community and donate it to them. And that's where it started. We, we started, um, I think we had three charities the first year, or maybe it was one charity and two children. We Sometimes we'll pick out a child that's battling cancer, and we'll mm -hmm. donate some money to the family to help pay their light bill, their car that's payments, awesome. or gas to the hospital, I, or whatever. I'm going to say, and he's you're being modest, because the amount of money you give to the, the families has been, what I have seen, life-changing yes. gifts. Yes. Life-changing and, and gifts. Again, it, it seems like a lot of money, but if your child has cancer, exactly, it, it, it's it goes just quick. a drop in the bucket, to be right. honest with you. I mean, mm -hmm. it's really small amount of money. So that's kind of how it was born. We started having the events. We bring in a Christian outdoor speaker. Um, we do, you know, the, all the fundraising is done ahead of time. Mm -hmm. For the most part, we have a silent auction that night, but we don't we don't ask any of the people in the audience for money. We just right. sell tables. We, and Yeah, we, we bring in a Christian outdoor speaker. And we have like a ministry event that night, and, and we. I love it. And then the silent auction is, a, you know, kind of wraps up the fundraising, and we give it away to charity. We every year we pick charities ahead of time. We try to vet them and do the best we can. We're not a hundred percent. We've dropped the ball on a few charities, but for the most part, small, local charities that are doing hands and feet work in the community that need help fundraising are charities that we pick. Which is probably a lot of them after COVID. So how do you how do you select those? So. I mentioned what we did the first year, 150 people, $6,000. So mm -hmm. every year, and it's kind of cool, and I, you can go back and look at the tax stuff, it almost doubled, both mm -hmm. in participants and money. 
almost awesome. to the dollar. And it was like scary. We would get to count the money the next day at like five or six years. And we're like, all right, well, is it going to be double? You know, is it, is it really going to be double? And it, and it like almost to the dollar, it would be double. So Crazy. 2019 was our best year. It had 750 people in attendance. Donated wow. $83,000 to charity that year. What? That's what I'm saying. He's being modest. These checks are some significant level checks. And I do agree. It is a drop in the bucket. But at the same time, I know I've had personal friends uh, the same year that Food Raising Friends got a gift. The, one of the children with cancer was a friend of mine. And I know that that was just, it's a it's a big drop in the bucket. And, and Sportsman Giving Back is near and dear to my heart because I think the heart of it is so good. He says they dropped a ball in a few charities, but your intentions have always been as pure as the white driven snow. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, and I and I talk to my donors about that. I mean, guys, um, so just say that eighty three thousand dollars in two thousand nineteen, collectively after banquet expenses and you know all of that. I mean, it's over a hundred thousand dollars that people have donated to. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say me. I mean we. Just sports and giving. Brian's the one that it's your identity. Yeah, yeah. They're going to look at me. If it goes bad, and I right. have to be able to explain to them, you know, this is what we're doing. So I mean, you're not going to be 100 percent, but to a person, I say, once you've donated it to me, and I've donated to them, we've done our part. You did right. your part when you gave yeah. it to me, and we and Sportsman Giving Back did their part when they gave it to them. It's between them and God after that. So That's right. you know, very very small percentage, but. You do have a couple that, you know, we, we But your wish success stories are much more, which is going tremendous. into this so, which is going into this huge celebration this year. You know, there's over thirty charities, over three hundred and twenty thousand dollars in our lifespan um, to charity. Again, some to individuals. We you know, we had a really, really cool but tragic story. I think the year before Becca, we actually picked two children. Um, they were local children, um, Bryant Cooper and Kenna, I can't remember Kenna's last name, Spivey. And one was 18, one was three. And they had become friends through cancer, and their families mm-hmm. had become friends. So that's kind of why we picked them. They were kind of local right. celebrities. That's not the right word, but they were in the news a lot, talking about their friendship. And the, they, Kenna died three weeks before the banquet. You mm. know, you know, we had to carry on that. Mm. It, was, it was overwhelming. Um, we actually did a really cool selfie video of the crowd for her mom, you know, to just kind of tell her, hey, we're we're still doing this for for yeah, Kenna, we you love know? you. And then Bryant passed a month later, mm. so yeah, that's tough. That part of it kind of stinks, but it it was so cool to see their families. And their families are still friends; they still support us. They still um, rally their troops for us every year, and and that's really cool. And to see you know some of the past charities that we've done, we usually do different charities every year. We have a few. That we've uh, Ronald McDonald House is one, Life Options Clinic in Milton is one. Um, there's a few that we kind of try to support every single year. This will be Becca's second year, um, but those are charities that we feel like are doing such good work. They deserve, and not that the others don't deserve, but they they really need our 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 help every single year. Well, and last year, just to say, during COVID, we still part- food raising friends still participated. Yes, because we just love the mission, even when it wasn't. Beneficial. And we actually did we a wanted, food drive yeah. for you guys last year. And we and they did a food drive for us still. And and so I look at it, and Nan's over here getting emotional. Y'all can't always mm. see everything, <laughs> um, you know, when we're doing it this way versus with video. But for me, I just feel like Sportsman Giving Back is such a community event. It brings together so many people, so many charities. It brings together, um, like, the children, the families. I think it's a cool, unique thing that they do supporting families. And uh, I think my first phone call with Brian was about two and a half hours. 
I can see that. I feel um, like every phone so, call with you, student. <laughs> it's always no, enjoyable. No, no, yeah. no. It was like, I mean, he wasn't with me, but there was like an interrogation light on me, actually. <laughs> because they really are doing really amazing. They're really doing God's work, hands and feet work, and well, they really check themselves. And so if I'm a nonprofit, I'm not. But if I if I had a nonprofit that I wanted to get involved with Sportsman Giving Back and I wanted to be to put my name in the hat to receive donations. I'm sure it's probably too late for that now, but how does one go about doing that? So it is too late for this year, but we, you know, you know, God willing, we're going to keep con- continue to do this as long as we can. Mm-hmm. Um, really just kind of be, find Brian Ballard or find Sportsman Giving Back, find Becca, find somebody, Nan, somebody that knows what we do and, and, and let us see what you do. That's what we want to do. We want to see what you do. Um, because I've learned, and I, and I don't want to knock like national charities, like United Way, or I don't want to knock those folks, but you don't see them. I just use my little hometown of Milton, Florida. Um, some of the charities that um, I'm going to use one specific men in action um, is a very small charity of men that are trying to mentor children and 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 lead them to a better life in Milton, Florida. Mm. But I, you know, and I don't see those other big charities where people are getting big fat checks, salary checks. You know, these guys just kind of pool their money together and pool their time together. And when they're not working, trying to feed their families or running a nonprofit, those are the kind of people we want to support. We want to help. I love that. Because we love the fun. I mean, I do. I love the fundraising part. I love the event. Um, It's it's always really cool. There's so many God stories that happen the Mm -hmm. day of the event every year. Um, So if we can... If we can do what we love and help the people do what they love, it, it works out really good. Because, again, I'm, I wasn't called to be the guy handing out food bags. That's not, that's not my right. gig. You know what I mean? God knows I wouldn't handle that very well, or I wouldn't handle trying to mentoring a 13-year-old boy without a father. Right. You know, I, I, that's not—he didn't call me to that, but he, he did call me to help get those people what, what they, they need, need to do yeah. what they do. And then I didn't even mention—so I said community brings community together— you would not believe the amount of businesses and uh, and individual con- con- uh, people who make contributions. Um, when you when you come on stage, is a list of like the big time donors, year after year, making that support. And then we have Nan sitting here. Nan plays a very special role in sports. We're giving back this year, Brian. Do you, you and Nan want to talk about so, that? <laughs> so Nan came on a couple years ago, and and um. I was using a caterer that I worked with, and it really outgrew him. Um, Rob did a fantastic job with the food for the event for years. It just outgrew him and outgrew his ability to, to manage it. So I was like, wow, what am I to do? But anyway, back then, I, I always bought the food or most of the food from them anyway. So um, their participation grew every year until they took over the food. Um, they do the dinner entirely for us now. Um, the cutting board, you mean? The cutting board, yes. Yeah, the cutting board, Nance. The, the food lady. The and, and then even this year, they've even stepped up more. They actually, um, one of our biggest door prize that we've ever done before is a, a John Deere Gator side-by-side. Oh, snap. And um, the Sign cutting board up. is is financing a third of that. Um, it, I mean, Good door you, prize. Man. I mean, it's, That's awesome. It, you know, so I don't, I'll let Nan kind of toot her own horn if she wants to, but if, if, any, if people knew everything that Nan and Steve do, the Cutting Board Restaurant, charity-wise, they would want them in front of the microphone instead of me. I mean, they do a tremendous <laughs> I, I amount agree. of work I agree. She's um, in the community, and, it, and it's all kind of under the radar. But let me back up to what Becca said about businesses. So 
Go back to 2019, our best year, best year. So 83,000 to charity, well over $100,000 raised. Every single dime of that came from local businesses. That's amazing. That's I had incredible. Zero dollars of corporate money. Um, mm. This year, <laughs> so far, it's the same thing. I, and matter of fact, I'm trying to struggle to think of a, a corporate sponsor we've had over the years. Mm. Everything comes from local businesses. This year, we've picked up already four or five new businesses. Several Wonderful. of my donors that have been with me for years and years um, have donated over double what they usually do. So That's amazing. Something we're doing is right because they, they trust us to be good stewards of their money. So that's the most important thing. I mean, so many small businesses, and I mean, really, some of them are really one and two employee businesses or individuals that are that are writing these checks that, that we pile up and donate back to charity. And they're kind of the big stars. I mean, they 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 trust us with their money. They they allow us to facilitate it and it, it we're very happy to deal with them. That's awesome. Yeah, because a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, that's a lot for a small business. And out of that hundred thousand dollars, I sold some ten dollar raffle tickets and you can't get to a hundred thousand yeah, dollars without that first ten. You so. can't beat the the ticket prices and the raffle ticket prices at Sportsman Giving Back. I will say that. <laughs> I have a question. Yeah. What's Where up? on God's green earth in Milton Pace, Pensacola, did you fit seven hundred and fifty people? So we do it um as we've grown. Um, my home church is in Santa Rosa County. It's Emanuel Baptist Church in Santa Rosa County. I think you're familiar with mm-hmm, that area. Mm-hmm, I am. So Emanuel's my home church. And a few years ago, I, I, I would just outgrew every venue. Every year it would get bigger. And I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, I got to have a place. And I, um, the church had just built a big activity center in the back, a big metal building that would hold mm. 500 people. Barely. 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 The, our last event that we did strictly in that building I was, Lord, please let that line end. Lord, please let nobody else come. Um, but we were packed in there like sardines. So we when, um, we had just hired a new pastor. I told him about what we were doing. I said, I really need to move over to the, the sanctuary. I need that that room. Um, so that's what we did. We actually feed in, in the activity center, and then we move everybody over. So you get a meal. The tickets are $15. We, we usually <laughs> historically have done a huge barbecue dinner, ribs, sandwiches, Beans and slaw. There's a lady at my church that makes the best banana pudding in the world. She oh, makes snap. banana pudding Trent, for my husband, 500 people. For <laughs> I mean, 750 yeah. people. Hey, it's Bree here. Thanks for listening to Empathy Evolution. We'll get right back to the show, but I want to take a couple of minutes to give a shout out to some incredible friends and sponsors. First up is Empathic Practice. When I talked with owner Felipe Munoz, he was so excited to support our mission at Empathy Evolution. If you haven't heard of them, Uh, I'll tell you that they've quite literally changed my life. They're a holistic wellness clinic that's in Pensacola, Florida, and they provide services like massage therapy, mindfulness and meditation coaching, and they have a physician named Dr. Haas who can determine if you qualify for a medical marijuana card. I'm a huge supporter of Felipe and his business, and I'm grateful that he is a sponsor for our show. Check him out by visiting their beautiful website full of resources at empathicpractice.us. Up next is Scarlet Magazine. This is the publication you guys have been waiting for the latest in women's fashion, beauty, home decor, lifestyle, and health. They say we at Scarlet aren't afraid of something new. We aren't afraid to be different and we don't care who you are, who you love, or what you look like. We want to empower women of all shapes and sizes and walks of life. (laughs) And if that doesn't describe Becca and I in a nutshell, I don't know it does. So check out the latest issue of Scarlet magazine in the Pensacola Destin area or you can view the digital subscription at issue.com. 
You can also visit their website at scarletmag.com or visit their Facebook page to see what they're up to. Because frankly, we know you give a damn. Becca and I want to thank you for listening and remind you that we put our blood, sweat, and tears into this production. My team at Social Icon does all the producing and promotion and Becca's nonprofit, Food Raising Friends, does all the giving and we we continue to support her in doing that. We appreciate all who listen and hope you'll show us some love by leaving a review, sharing, or sending us a note of what you liked best about the conversation. Now, back to the show. Yeah, so... She makes a ton of banana pudding. Wait, is that us. still happening this year, Nan? Or are you doing are you doing the desserts? No, she will she, always do she, desserts. Oh, she is still oh, so <laughs> yeah. this is still on. Yeah, yeah she, she will is throw a hands. Over she will throw hands. Yes. Yes, she, she will gonna throw have, <laughs> She's gonna make the banana pudding. Yeah. Have y'all seen have y'all seen that? Um this is totally off topic, but you know, that's what empathy evolution's about. Have y'all seen that video that says, Try Jesus, don't try me? There's a song that says Try Jesus, don't try me, because I will throw these hands. Is that what she, <laughs> is that what she's saying about? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. She, that's what I'm serious saying. About she doesn't that know band. that's her theme song, so, but apparently, <laughs> I need her number so I can call her. And be like, I just need like enough for six people. Let <laughs> me give you a little background story on her. She, she, um, what's her name? Banana pudding lady. Wow. We should yes. never don't put him wow. on the spot. That's the second time. He's just. <laughs> and wow. so y'all can't her see, name, but but Brian' her name cheeks just turned a little red. Me. No. This yeah. is, so. Let's just say the banana pudding lady, and she is going to kill me. The banana pudding queen. Yes. Yeah. You, you know what the problem about, is? We're going to turn the mic off, and then you're going to go, blah, 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 blah. It's okay. <laughs> well, we will, we will, her name will come to us in a minute. Yes. And we will add her back in. But funny story. So a few years ago, probably early in our in our tenure, probably our fourth or fifth year, um, we had a roofer come on board that wanted to donate to the banquet, a, a local roofer, and the business was great. He said, you know, instead of doing cash, what I'd like to do a roof. I'd like to donate a roof. Okay. I don't know if you've priced a roof. I mean, ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars. He said, we have a we have a supplier that'll supply the shingles and we'll we'll nail it on for free. We'll do everything for free. He's like, you just gotta find me that person. And I was like, Shanna Carlson. Touchdown, I got it. Shanna Carlson. (laughs) Miss Carlson. So I had heard through the grapevine that Shanna had had a roof problem. And really, I, I didn't, I mean, we went to church together. We were about the same age. So I just said, hey, Shannon, what's the deal with your roof? And she just broke down. Like, Aww. She's like, I don't know what we're going to do. Her husband had recently been diagnosed with cancer. Um, and she's like, our roof is leaking. I don't know how to fix it. I don't know who to ask. I said, I got you. So mm. we did this big production, and it's actually on social media where we <laughs> We surprised them at that event Aww. with this roof. We called them up on stage and said, hey, we're going to re-roof your house. And oh my it's gosh. probably, other than having maybe one of the kids up there with cancer that kind of shows out and has a great time, that was probably the most powerful moment ever. I mean, her husband is a humongous man. He's like 6'6", six, six, <laughs> and shoulders this wide, and he like engulfed but, me in this big old hug. Oh. And we re-roofed their house. and. <sighs> It was just an amazing, oh, powerful see. moment. So, so now, and, and to her fault, she she feels obligated to sportsman giving back, even though she is not. <laughs> but the banana pudding is hers, and she will 
bite you over getting to Listen, make the banana hood. Hey, but try it, Jesus, don't try her. Yeah, <laughs> and it is great because it, where the cutting board comes into this dynamic a little Teach bit. Teach your own home, is, right? Nan, get it. Well, <laughs> it's no. too funny because Brian says to me, hey, I have someone that's going to make all the banana pudding, and I'm going to get you a list of the items that she needs, and we'll just let you get those items. And I'm like, cool. So I get this list, and, you know, it has all these things on it. And um, so I tell Steve, I said, hey, this is the list of stuff we need to order for Shannon to be able to make the banana pudding for Brian's event, da 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 So <clears throat> we order it, and, you know, it's it's just part of the process. And it comes in, and I get these boxes of bananas, and they're green. They're like lime green. Oh, no. And Not I went, banana pudding color. I'm like, oh. oh. I'm in the microwave. I said, um. Is that what you do? I said, honey, um, these bananas are green. And he said, what do you mean they're green? And I'm like, they're green. Well, I just opened the box and the bananas are green. And anybody that knows Stephen knows (laughs) I don't cook anything, nothing, zero. I don't cook anything. But I did know these bananas are supposed to be yellow and not green. I love this story. And I said, "Um, this lady needs these bananas like today. I said, so what are we going to do? And he goes, well, I guess we're just going to go down and buy new bananas. And I'm like, holy cow. I'm like, this is going to mess up the whole process here. Who's going to have 500 bananas? Yeah, I'm like, holy cow. But <laughs> no, anyway. You so, should have called me. I know how to find me some food. I'll yeah. find me some food on a grocery shelf. So I got it, no shame. Yeah. So it was funny. That was kind of like, I don't know, our, our realization into, hey, this is, we were as called into this um, as Brian is because <laughs> we were committed to the bananas and the whole process here. So it was all good. Uh, but yes, it's a cool story. And uh, we love being a part of Sportsman Giving Back. And we love the opportunity to uh, provide food to those that come. So, um, And knowing we have another show that will have probably previously aired before we, before this one? Yeah, I'm assuming. Anyways, Nan's been on another show. We were talking about another charity she's involved with. And so I feel like Nan came in. And I think at one point she said to me, I think I looked at Brian and said, it's time to go big or go home. (laughs) I, I did, yeah. So, so mine and Steve's involvement in a couple of charities, we we certainly are very cautious of who we get involved with, and for good reason. We can't be involved in every charity as much as we would like to, but um, Brian is near and dear to our hearts because he's local, and um, the other charity that we are involved in is, you know, does millions of dollars worth of research, and I had that com- same conversation with their um, their executive director at some point. I told her, I said, okay, sister, I said, go big or go home, which one you want to do. And uh, and Brian is on the cusp of that. We we are there. We're, we're, which is exciting. It for, is very, as, very for exciting. For the SGB. Yes. <laughs> well, not so much for us, but for the community. I mean, really, it, it will be, I mean, we will, so this, this year's event, we are supporting 11 charities. So that's Incredible. a huge amount of people to try to support in a beneficial way. Like, right. I mean, I can pick 11 charities and send them $1,000, and they'll be grateful, but I won't, I won't make a huge impact. But if we send them $10,000— That's huge. It's going to be huge. And if you, if you look at the charities, I mean, we're going to impact thousands of lives, I mean, directly— well, with that money, and isn't the game plan not to, uh, you know, spoiler alert, that you're going to be sharing stories or short videos from? Because I know I yes. recorded something. Yes. I think yours about, actually airs this week, as a matter um, of fact. Exactly mm-hmm. about. So there's going to be kind of the sharing of the impact of that 320,000 that's already gone out over so the past cool. ten years. 
So Y'all be- do not want to miss out this year. Like, I'm just telling you. So before, I, you know, I don't want to run out of time without saying this. So the 10-year thing, when I had it, I was like, let's, let's do it big. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, the, yeah. the lady that does my publicity, she sent me kind of some drafts, and I was like, no bigger. Like, I want, I want big. So See, I Ann like said go big or go home. He gaudy, said, I'm not going home. I got this gaudy poster that has a big 10 on it, you know, and, it, and, our, and our slogan. What, so backing up, every year we have like a, a theme. Um, we did Childhood Hunger one year, that all of our charities based on childhood hunger, mm-hmm. homelessness one year, you know. Foster uh, kids last foster, year. Foster um, kids, um, special needs kids. We had a theme every year. So our theme this year was together we did it. You know, 10 years together we did it. Aww. So it's just a culmination of what a cumulation of cumulation, however Cum- you say it. Culmination. Yeah. Culmination. There you I go. Culmination of all the work that we've done. So we, we actually brought in charities that we've already done, and we picked some new ones. And it's just a big hodgepodge of different kind of. It's kind of like somebody kind of almost from every group. Yes, yes, a little bit of from every group. But so I said all that to say that we did pick out some of the charities that we have had in the past to, to, to let them highlight, let them say what Sportsman Giving Back has done for them. That's awesome. And they are some really powerful videos. They actually they brought me to tears when she sent them to me. There's four of them, I believe. Becca did one that's really, really good. Um, Ronald McDonald House did one that's really, really good. I've stayed at Ronald McDonald House, so. I, I got, so that's how I got hooked with Ronald McDonald House. Haley, my daughter, was supposed to have surgery in South Florida one time. We flew down there on a private jet. The jet landed. We got off. The jet turned around and was leaving. And the doctor called me and said, hey, we got to cancel the surgery. So now here I am. Oh my in Kissimmee, gosh. Florida, at a private airport with a special needs daughter, no vehicle, and the Ronald McDonald House was right there. I wish I was supposed to stay there, so I wheel in there. I was like, hey, y'all ain't going to believe this, but uh, I don't have no surgery tomorrow, and I got to go back home. And they're like, well, go up to your room, man. Take a load off. You've been flying all day. Crazy. So, yeah. I mean, and I'd always kind of heard about them, and I actually got on the elevator. We went up, got kind of, and I was in a panic mode, like, what am I going to do? How am I going to get her back home? Mm-hmm. Plane's halfway back to Pensacola. He can't turn around. Um, so I was like, well, let's just go eat. So me and Haley get in the elevator, and there was a, a, a young lady there and prone to talk like I am. I said, hey, how are you? You know, <laughs> She said, I'm doing great. I said, what you here for? She said, I've been here three months. I said, like, for real three months? She said, I've been in that same room for three months. My daughter was born with something, something, mm-hmm. something, and I haven't left this place. I said, so this is my first day. I've never been inside the doors of one. I said, what's it like? She said, this is the most unbelievable place I've ever been. She said, they take care of everything. She said, if I go up there to take a nap, she said, they make sure I don't oversleep. She said, they feed me. They take care of me. They get me to the hospital room and back. She said, on days when I don't think I can carry on, they make me carry on. So I was sold right then. So we get down there to eat, and there's a church has made this humongous big spread of dinner, all at no cost to anybody. Yep. And they feed us. And the lady that runs this this particular house, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do yet. I mean, she's like, well, don't worry. Go yeah. back. Get a good night's sleep, and we'll figure it out tomorrow, you know. So I was sold on them that right then. And so we've supported them for many years now. And, and, and you know, they did a great video about, you know, the, how the funds are used and how they were overwhelmed by the amount and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So those, well, that series of videos that we're going to air is really, really powerful. I'm it, sold. It I want to go. How much are already, tickets? In- I already told you you're going so it's Let's October. pretend that I need to get tickets. Tell me where to get them. <laughs> so it's October 16th at Emmanuel Baptist Church in Pace. Um, we have two kind of tickets. We have one that includes dinner. You definitely want to get those, but they are a limited amount. We, we were selling 800 of those tickets. Um, they are $15. And again, you will get $15 worth of food. Nan and them do a fantastic job with the food, the banana pudding, a drink, the whole spread. 
you couldn't go to a restaurant and buy for $15. So we're giving you $15 worth of food, and then we have $10 tickets, and they just get you into the event. They don't include the food. So for five more bucks, you get to come and chow down before the event. Yeah, 500 people. That's Man, the goal. You're a superhero. That is the goal. <laughs> In a building that only holds 500. So Wait, we're going to see. We're going to see. Listen, as we have learned what her nickname is, Hurricane Nan yes. has got it under control because she has already shared with me her plan. She is brilliant. Oh, yes. I, yep. It, she's holding down the fort. So those tickets are, you know, they'll hopefully they'll sell out ahead of time. They usually do. They're a little slow this year. It's kind of, again, we actually had our event last year. I was scared to death. That I was going to be like on the cover of USA Today that <laughs> Brian Ballard kills Pace Florida. Super spreader. <laughs> yes, super spreader. Like, like he took out Pace Florida. It didn't work. It didn't happen. We had a great event. Um, we had booked the biggest name speaker we had ever had, and that was Jimmy Houston at the and, time. Mm. Um, he did a fantastic job. Wonderful man. Yeah. Well, again, really quick story. I forgot to book him a hotel room. Oh. Like, like I have to learn. I, I'm learning as I go to delegate things. That was one thing. <laughs> Which you know never what? would be Next a problem in Pensacola, I Florida. I will help you. Never would be a problem in Pensacola, Florida if Hurricane Sally hadn't hit. And there were so many out-of-town workers. Exactly. and so many. There was not a hotel room <laughs> in have. Pensacola, Florida. I thought Jimmy Houston was be bunking on my couch. And I'm in full oh, panic. This is two hours before the event. Oh, no. Yeah, he flies in like right before the event. Luckily, I had some friends come in from Oklahoma. The very first speaker I did was from Oklahoma. And we stayed in contact they had some of his people were in town. I was like, can y'all please go get Jimmy and let him come to your hotel room and hang out until I can find him a place. I called everywhere. I'm in full panic mode. I actually <laughs> called a guy, and I don't even remember what hotel it was. I wish I could because I, I would rep him good. And I said, hey, do you have any rooms? He said, man, I just got in here. I don't think so, but let me log into the computer. And I can hear him on the computer. And he was just about to tell me no. And I heard him talking to a guest. And they said, hey, we got to check out early. Here's our key. I'll take it. I'll take it. That's exactly what I said. I said, <laughs> hold that key. He said, man, it'll take me an hour to clean it up. I don't care. I don't care. That's exactly what I said. I don't care. <laughs> hold that room for me. And I called it. I said, get Jimmy over to this hotel. So but he was the biggest name speaker we had booked. This year, we got some Duck Dynasty guys coming. Nice. Um, Justin Martin and John Guy, whenever agreed to come, it's two guys. They're the employees at Duck Dynasty. They were really, really funny on the show. Really popular guys. I think they'll do a great job. They want to be on a podcast? <sighs> I know we should bring them while they're here. I have to hit them up. I have to hit them up because they're uh, Nan. Nan has a connection there. She'll have to. Pull <laughs> all right, that's evident. of course. All the connections. We're great. Uh, so, yeah, but <laughs> it, it'll be a great event. There's a silent auction there that night. Um, that's really the only fun. I want to stress that that's the only fundraising we're going to do that night. There's no nothing to hit you up for money that night. When we get down there tonight, it's just to have a good time, listen to some great speakers, and just enjoy the fruits of the labor that we've we've done to hear about the charities. Um, we will put them out in front of you one way or another. We've had some great, cool stuff happen. One year when we did fostering, we actually had like six, I think the number final number was six people come forward that actually went and got licensed to foster. And if you know anything about the foster wow, community in our area, it's a train wreck. So mm. anytime we can get people plugged into these charities, Nan, I, I looked right at Becca and said, Nan. <laughs> it's okay, Becca's, we're like the same person. Becca's, some of Becca's, um, board members came because of a sportsman giving back, in, mm-hmm. you know, encounter. So there's, there's yeah. Actually, we share two board members now. Yeah, we actually. Um, yeah, we they did. actually came on board with us after they came on, but they they actually got plugged in through sportsman giving back. They mm-hmm. actually come to an event, um, and then became board members. 
of both charities. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, we are right at like 36 minutes because I feel like we could talk for two you, hours too, I told right? you. I, I can do it. This no, episode is going to be an hour long. Get your stick. <laughs> it's Get your it's stick. amazing. Um, I'm I'm super impressed by all of you at this table, Becca, by always finding the coolest people to hang out with. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, Nam for catering to 800 people. I can't even fathom that. I catered myself for 15 people. I was like, this is a nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> and then, Brian, I mean, you're doing such amazing work for the Santa Rosa County community, which I live in and work in. So I'm just, I'm grateful that you were able to join us today. And um, Can I'm I already- say one more thing for you? Yeah, close. of course. Absolutely. So, so I, Becca knows this is like my biggest pet peeve. And I had to say I a few times, but Sportsman Giving Back is a, a, a powerful group of people. I mean, it is a group of people. I just kind of get to do things like this, the cool things. I get my name up there a lot, but there is a lot of people in the background that never get their name in the light that that without them, I couldn't do what we do. We, we've had that conversation before. It is, it's hard to be the face, but you, but you know, I, but I relate. I feel the same. Uh, but I know one thing that Brian does is and when I speak of commu- SB, SGB being community, it is community. And and he has an amazing board of directors, amazing people. You have family members involved. I mean, I swear the reason he was scared of April is because y'all should see their house the week before. I mean, I don't know how they live there, but we are we are uh, like Bree said on the cusp of time. Um, but this has just been so fun. Yeah, and and honestly, when you were talking about the organization, you being here. I almost see SGB as a moving spirit of work. Like it's it's incredible the things you're talking about and how you ended up here. So um, just blessed that you were able to join us today. And um, if you are interested in getting tickets to the Sportsman Giving Back Banquet, not spell B-A-N-K quit. We are from Pace. We we got this. <laughs> B-A-N-Q-U-E-T banquet. Oh, have a... You uh, uh, did not have to just prove that to all of our <laughs> listeners. I think hey, they knew. Spell check, baby. That's how I do it. <laughs> spell but check, baby. I have we never went, learned. There, there is a link to buy tickets online. That is. What's that the is link? Active. Um, it's on an Eventbrite. Yeah, Eventbrite has tickets. And, and the easiest way to do it is go through our social media stuff. I mean, because... That'll lead you to where you need to be. Facebook is food raising friends. Beck and P. McKeith and I have tickets still in yeah. my possession. The cutting board sell. has tickets as well. Cutting board does. So everybody's got tickets. It should you be can find a ticket for you guys to find it. Sportsman Giving Back Facebook and also on um, Eventbrite. I'm assuming it's a Sportsman Giving Back banquet. Yes. Um, and so if you're interested, please do that. Again, tickets for $15. And um, thank you for joining us, Brian. Nan, I appreciate your time. Becca, yeah. it's always good to banter. And join us next time for the next episode of Empathy Evolution. Stay kind. Nice.